Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. I'm excited as we're going through Paul's inspired letter to the Ephesians, exploring Ephesians together. We've learned some important lessons. Today's topic, the power of the exalted Jesus. This could be a life-changing study for you. So I'm glad you're with us today. Welcome to Hope Sabbath School and welcome to the team. Good to be together again. We're excited that we can study this important topic. We've also got some remote team members with us. Rodney, good to see you again. Glennie, good to see you. We're glad you're with us today in our study. And Jamie Jean, good to see you too. You know, I'm so blessed that we have some remote team members too, aren't you? It just broadens our study group. And we're glad you're part of our expanded team all around the world, 200 countries. Think of it. You're part of a great miracle of God as we're learning more about the Word of God. We're always happy to hear from you, our Hope Sabbath School members. You say, Derek, you don't need an email from me. Well, actually, we do. Just write to sshope at hopetv.org. We're so encouraged to hear how God is blessing you. Some of you are teaching interactive, in-depth classes of your own. We'd love to hear how God is blessing you. Here's a note from Efioma, a lady in Nigeria. Efioma writes, I'm Nigerian, Igbo by tribe, the southeastern part of the country, but brought up in Sokoto State, that's Northwest Muslim-dominated region of the country. However, notwithstanding all this, we do have Christian churches of various denominations in those states. I am Anglican by denomination, she writes. My regards to your team, I hope Sabbath School family. Let's give Ifyoma a wave, shall we? We're glad you're part of our Hope Sabbath School family. Thank you for joining us from Nigeria. You know, we've got a growing audience on our YouTube channel, right? Just go to YouTube, put Hope Sabbath School. Over 90,000 families joining us on our YouTube channel now. Jonathan writes and says, I'm happy to see we have another way to study Hope Sabbath School as we witness and prepare for eternity. Yep. YouTube channel is another way. We'll be at 100,000 before you know it. If you watch YouTube a lot, subscribe to our Hope Sabbath School YouTube channel. Here's a note from a donor in Texas. In fact, this donor writes a few notes to us and says, Greetings, Hope Sabbath School family. And you got the wave and a smile? Thank you. The years go by so fast, the donor writes, Jesus will soon come and we need to get ready. Yes, indeed. Well, all I want, writes the donor, is to be faithful to God, to support his work, to trust him, love him and obey him. God bless you all. Keep up the good work. His love and mine and a donor who sends a gift of $100 to bless Hope Sabbath School. God bless you. You know who you are there in Texas. And to each one, you say, I want to be part of that miracle of impacting the world for Jesus. Just go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. Click on the donate button. Say, yes, I want to lay up some treasure in heaven. Help others know about the immeasurable, unfailing love of God. One last note from Monica in Argentina. Monica writes and says, Thanks for Hope Sabbath School. I'm a teacher, and thanks to the program, I'm improving my English. 
I teach the Word of God to my students in English. Amen? Amen. Not just teaching English, but teaching the Word of God. Well, Monica, thanks for writing to us from Argentina. And thanks to each one of you who's part of this great miracle of God. Well, we're on uh, program three of our series. If you haven't gone and accessed that free gift during this series yet, I want to encourage you to do so. Just go to our website, sshopenohopetv.org slash hopess, get it right this time. And there you can click on the free gift tab in the middle of the screen and download a free digital copy of an amazing book called Acts of the Apostles. Forty chapters of that book are about the Apostle Paul, including his work in Ephesus and his writing of the prison epistles, Ephesians being one of those. So don't miss that wonderful free resource. Download a digital copy. Just go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. And while you're there, you can download our theme song which is a song that my wife put to music word for word from the New King James Version of Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 to 3. I love this song. It's a challenge and appeal to each one of us. I therefore, Paul says, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. Let's sing it together. You know, I can almost imagine that aged Apostle Paul writing those words. He's talked about our wonderful Savior, Jesus, and he's the head of his church, and we're to walk worthy of the calling 
with which we were called. I want to pray as we talk about Jesus and the power of the exalted Jesus today that we would be inspired to walk worthy of the calling mm -hmm. of yeah. sons and daughters mm -hmm. of the Most High God. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we want to thank you for this inspired letter guided by your Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul, writing from prison, had a message, a Christ-centered message for followers of Jesus. And I pray that as we study about the power of the exalted Jesus today, that your Holy Spirit would guide us and lives would be transformed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we're going to start with two prayers. And Stephanie, if you'd start our study in Ephesians 1, verses 15 to 23, the first prayer, and then Nisha, I'm going to ask you to read the second prayer in Ephesians 3. What can we learn from Paul's example about praying for another, one another. By the way, we know we're not praying in the name of some other deity. We're praying in the name of Jesus, Son of God, Savior of the world. So let's hear Paul's words in Ephesians 1, beginning with verse 15. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Well, that's a lot more specific than, dear God, help them to have a nice day, right? <laughs> yeah. We're going to come yes. back and look at some of those very specific requests. But let's also hear this additional prayer in the letter of Paul to the Ephesians. In Ephesians 3, Nisha, if you could read for us verses 14 to 21. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to exceedingly, to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Verse 21. To him be glory in the church by, by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. 
Mm. It's pretty amazing as you look at those two prayers. Again, it's not help them to have a nice day or help them not to suffer mm. persecution. What are, what are some elements that just jump out at you as, you as you've heard those two prayers? Anyone? We're going to study them in detail, but big picture, what do you, what do you hear? Yes, Nicole. He was very committed to wanting the saints to know the love of God and how it surpasses <laughs> all of our understanding. Very God-centered, Christ-centered mm-hmm. prayers, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, Travis. I agree that not only did he want them to under- come to a full knowledge of the immeasurable and unfailing love of God, but he wanted them to be grounded and respond to that love. Mm. He wanted them to be saved. It's one thing to know that, but he wanted them to say yes Mm. to that love. All right. Mm. Anybody else? What do you hear in those prayers? Zandili? Uh, I I see the desire of Paul wanting them to grow more into knowing God. Okay. So it's a journey. Like our theme song, Walk, it's a journey, right? Worthy of the calling with which you were called. Now, this theme of prayer is important in this letter. He's got two sections that are prayers. Mm-hmm. In another place, in 1 Thessalonians five, seventeen, and I'm going to ask Lilith if you'd read that, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. Paul speaks now to the neighboring uh, community, well, actually across the sea in Thessalonica, uh, about prayer. And what does he say there, uh, Lilith, in 1 Thessalonians five, seventeen? I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Well, he's demonstrated the importance of prayer and very specific prayers, right, for the believers. Now he's saying pray without ceasing. What does that mean? Anybody? Rodney, what do you think it means to pray without ceasing? I don't think it necessarily means that we should be praying an entire week on our knees and don't eat or sleep or anything else. I think it means having an open mind uh, to the bidding of, of God's direction. Uh, we go through twists and turns and, and meanderings of life. And there's, a, there's another scripture that comes to mind that says, there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And so we're, we're walking blind unless we really have our confidence and trust in God's direction. So it's having an open heart and seeking God's direction as we go through life. Mm. All right. Uh, Yes, Nisha, you want to add to that, praying without ceasing? Uh, I always think of prayer as communication with God. And so what I think that he's also saying is never stop communicating with God. Ah, Always leave that communication channel open for you Mm. to be able to approach him with prayer and also for God to be able to say something back and for you to be listening. So it's not like, well, God, I connected with you this morning. I'll see you tonight. But Mm. a constant open channel of communication. Travis? I agree with what has been said. And obviously, we're, we're filming Hope Sabbath School, right? And, and we can't pray while we're doing this. We can pray in our minds. Actually, we can pray while we're... I'm praying right now. Right. Yeah. We can but pray while we're doing something else, right? We can have an attitude of prayer, and we ah. do during our study. Okay. It's an attitude of openness and prayer. Sure, yeah. mm-hmm. sure. I see a couple of remote hands. Uh, Jamie Jean, this idea of praying without ceasing. Yes, for me, just to kind of summarize what people have been saying, it's this idea of having God always before us in thought and action and everything we do, everything we think, it's, it's you know, for the glory of God. All right. and, and, and is it going, is it bringing me closer to God or is it bringing me further away? Is this helping people? Is this serving God? What am I doing with my time? 
All right. That is an intentional attitude, isn't it? That's right. To constantly say, I want to keep the channel open. Glennie, I saw your hand raised also. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite authors puts it in this way, that prayer is the breath of the soul. When we think about breathing, well, we don't think about breathing. <laughs> it, it's just something that happens so naturally. And I think that's the point we want to reach, where is this, like everyone has mentioned, a continual attitude of prayer, of seeking God's guidance and presence throughout the day. And, and Jesus specifically calls us to pray in his name. Mm -hmm. We're talking about right. the power of the exalted Jesus. Jason, could you read that for us? Actually, there are several references, but John 14, verses 13 and 14. Jesus, listen carefully, because some of us grew up in families where we just said, blah, 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 in Jesus' name, amen, but mm -hmm. maybe didn't understand mm -hmm. what that meant. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the power of the exalted Jesus. The New King James Version says in John chapter 14, verse 13 and 14, And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, if we just had the uh, <laughs> verse 14, we would miss something very important about praying in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. What is it that we would miss? if we didn't have verse 13 of John 14. Do you see? His will, praying according to his will. No, not in there. We'll come to that in 1 John 5. But what is it in verse 13 that, that is crucially important in praying in the name of Jesus? Nisha? Um, that when we do so, we're asking that the Son be glorified? Yes, that the Father may be glorified in the Son, mm -hmm. which means, for example, gate called beautiful in the name of Jesus, and a miracle happens, people don't say, oh, that was an interesting miracle. Ooh. They say what? Praise God. Praise God. Wow. What do they say? God is good. <laughs> no. What do they say, Jason? The power of God. Jesus' name, mm. yes. right? The power of Jesus' name. I want you to notice, when we pray and a miracle happens, it's not just, oh, that was a miracle. No, it was she prayed in the name of Jesus. Jesus. We're talking about the authority of Jesus. What did Jesus say about authority? How much authority is given all, to him? All, all, all authority where? In heaven, in heaven and on earth. So this is not just something that some of us grew up saying in Jesus' name, amen. This is standing under the authority of yep. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Now, Travis, you mentioned something really important. I'd like you to go there for us in 1 John chapter 5. Because the Apostle John, and Paul was aware of what the other apostles were writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, I'm sure. And certainly aware of what Jesus taught. But you mentioned something about not just standing under the authority of Jesus, but praying in harmony with the will of Jesus. Mm. How did John write in 1 John 5, 14 and 15? And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Now, I want to tell you, we're talking about the power of the exalted Jesus, Stephanie. I see you smiling here. And we, I want to give you an opportunity and our remote team members to reflect on a time when God impressed you to pray for someone in the name of the exalted Jesus. All right. 
because when we do that, the Father will be glorified mm -hmm. in the Son. Are you mm -hmm. with me? Mm -hmm. So, what, why is it so important, Stephanie, to remember that we're not just praying randomly and saying, in the name of Jesus, but we've come into alignment with His will when we're praying. So, what comes to my mind is actually John chapter 15, where we, we, hear, we see the vine and the branches, and in John chapter 15, Jesus even says that you will ask what you will and it will be done. Mm. Um, when our wills are in alignment with God's will, because we're united with Him, what mm. we're asking for aligns with His will, so it naturally happens. And there must be sometimes, let's say you're praying for God to draw your son to a closer relationship mm -hmm. with him or your f work associate. We know that's God's will, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to say if it's your will. Mm -hmm. But there might be something, maybe we're praying for where we're going to study in the future, and then we can pray as Jesus prayed. What did Jesus say? Do you remember? Mm -hmm. Father, okay. if it's possible, Nevertheless, help me now, what? Not, not, my, not my will, will but your will. will. Yeah. So back to the alignment. If I don't know what the will of God is okay. in terms of this life partner or this work assignment or whatever it might be, it's yep. okay. <laughs> I can say, Father, um, this is what I'm thinking, if it's possible, but bring my will into alignment with your will. Now I see some hands. That's good. Yeah. Because this okay. study is about the power of the exalted Jesus. Mm -hmm. So we can pray with confidence saying, Jesus, I don't know, but you know. So I'm praying, surrendered to yes. your will in your authority. Yes. Yes, uh, Nicole. But just to take that one step further, I think that it's important for us to pray in his name. But then if we don't know what the answer is and we don't know if it's his will, help us to accept what your will is. Because mm. it's not just what I want, but Lord, help me if it's not what I'm looking at oh. to accept your will so that my will will be in alignment with yours. So someone who would say, and I, I saw Stephanie's hand too, uh, someone would say, well, I prayed and God didn't answer. That's actually incorrect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> God did answer, yep. but he, he wants our will to come in alignment with yeah. his will, right? Yes. right? He might say yes, no, or not yet. This, this whole idea of praying in alignment with the will of God is so important. Lalika. Um, um, your question about a time when the Holy Spirit impressed Yes, let's, uh, let's have a testimony. Yes, um, I have a friend, she's Hindu. We were taking English classes together in, in a place where they give free English conversation. And we developed a very uh, beautiful friendship. She is kind of um, uh, oppressed by her husband emotionally. And uh, I was one of the people that, a uh, few people that her husband allowed her to go to her house to visit her. Okay. And one of these days I went uh, there and her husband was there and he greeted uh, me then he left for work as soon as he closed the door uh, the wife which is my friend held my hand and started crying say Lilika I want you to pray for me pray for me because mm -hmm. I have been really very oppressed by my husband mm -hmm. emotionally and I feel really impressed that she has this uh, Buddhist gods, I don't know how you call it, that have many hands sitting right in front of us. Probably you know, a Hindu standing, god, right? Yes. She's oh, a okay, Hindu. Okay, Hindu. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, standing in front of us, and here is me sitting with her, you know, uh, holding her hands and praying, and ending the prayer in the name of Jesus. I feel mm -hmm. really impressed to say, <laughs> Jesus, in your name, you know, mm -hmm. please be with her. And uh, 
help her go through this and uh, free her. And, and that and becomes my... an opportunity for the father to be glorified yes. yeah. in mm -hmm. his son. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. Yes. Amen. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not just a little tag at the end mm -hmm. of the prayer because there's two million Hindu gods and one of them was represented by a statue there mm -hmm. in that room, right? Mm -hmm. But there's only one who has all authority in yes. heaven and earth. Amen. 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 So was Nisha right? Oh, she's a Hindu. Maybe I should just say amen. Was she right to say, and I'm praying mm -hmm. in the name of Jesus, Nisha? Yes. Absolutely, right? We don't want to offend people, but there's power in the name of Jesus yes. Yes. when I'm yes. praying in alignment with his will. Jackson, do you have a, an illustration or a, a testimony of a time you were impressed to pray for someone in the name of Jesus. Uh, I would rather want to share something uh, what was early, shared earlier, which is like many times when we pray, the idea is that we are trying to make God do something that we want. Ah, somehow to kind of mm. twist God's arm or yeah. coerce so God? That's the idea of prayer. When we pray, it mm. will happen. Mm. So we're going to ask for this particular thing so that this will happen. So rather, prayer is a way, as Nicole pointed out, for us to open ourselves before God mm -hmm. and saying, God, I'm helpless, I'm hopeless. Can you please guide me? We're going to come to the need for wisdom in a minute after Anisha's point because there is a specific request in the first prayer that we read in verses 15 through 17. Mm -hmm. Nisha. Derek, a quick story. Um, uh, a friend of mine who was a former Christian uh, found um, himself in a big bind. He was trying to make a huge decision and couldn't figure out how to, how to make this, was troubled for quite some time. So finally approached, uh, approached me and said, hey, um, uh, could you pray? How do I fast and pray? And said something. And I said, so then I, I led him to a couple of things. I said, hey, I gave you a Bible a year ago. Would you pull that Bible out? Mm -hmm. And he very reluctantly pulled out the Bible. And so I went through a couple of things where in the Bible he talked about fasting and praying. I said, now I'm going to pray with you. And then, and then he said, well, I don't, I don't know about that. I said, I'm going to pray, but I need you to understand something. I am praying to Jesus Christ. I know you're exploring a number of different things, but I'm praying right now in Jesus' name. See, this is a key point. Don't lose your story. That the Father may be glorified yes. yep. in the Son. Right. So you... you, you and, and so we prayed. He cried throughout the entire prayer. Wow. Um, uh, it didn't lead to a conversion right then. I still believe that God is working on his heart. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but in that moment when we prayed, he eventually was able to get a solution that he felt completely at peace with. And he mm. prayed after we finished. Amen. We got off the phone, he prayed on his own. Mm -hmm. But I firmly believe that God asked me in that moment to say, it's not all these things you're praying to, you're praying to me. Mm. So uh, we don't know the answer, mm. but, but maybe I, I'll ask the question anyway. Nicole, why do you think Nisha's friend was weeping while she was praying in the name of Jesus. Because the name of Jesus is powerful <laughs> and it's right. awe-inspiring. And so just hearing that name sometimes brings us to our knees and makes us cry and weep that There was something supernatural yes. going on, right? Yes. It wasn't right. that Nisha was praying so loud <laughs> that it was making him cry, right? Something supernatural was going on. Well, in the prayer that Paul prays, and he's praying in the name of Jesus... He, he makes a special request, and I'm going to ask Zandili if you'd read Ephesians 1, verses 15 through 17, and we want to talk about the request for revelation and wisdom. So, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Uh, Ephesians 1, verse 15 says, Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith, 
in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. Do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So a specific prayer for two things. What were they? For wisdom and for revelation. Wisdom and revelation. And I'm going to ask Glennie, if you'd read on, what will that wisdom and revelation do for us? We're in Ephesians 1, verses 18 and 19. It, it's very specific in this prayer. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Mm-hmm. That's, that's quite a powerful prayer, isn't it? Now, there's somewhere else in the Bible that talks about if we lack wisdom, that's right. we can do what? Ask we can God. ask God. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his prayer is that they would receive wisdom and revelation to comprehend the deeper things of God. Amen. Can I paralyze that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paraphrase that? The deeper things of God. So I have a question for us. Was that just for them or is that for us too? And if mm. God wants us to have wisdom and revelation, mm. to understand the deeper things of mm. God, how do we access that wisdom and revelation? Anybody want to help us with that? Jamie Jean, how do, how do we access that revelation? Some might say, well, call a 900 number and pay your 1995 or 199.95. Uh, the Bible tells us, right, Jamie Jean, how do we access that wisdom and revelation to, that we might know the deeper things of God? Well, we spend time with God. We study His Word. We pray. We ask for the Holy Spirit to to dwell within it so that we may have that wisdom. And the more that we feed upon His Word, the more we understand and grow. So you're saying that we have a choice to make? Mm-hmm. Yes, we have every day. In fact, there were two Bible texts that, uh, that Jamie Jean was referencing in her sharing, and I'd like to look at both of them. And uh, Rodney, could you read for us from Matthew 7, verses 7 through 11. And then, Nicole, if you could read Luke 11, verse 13. Uh, Because in the power of the exalted Jesus, God wants to give us wisdom and revelation Mm. to understand the deeper things of God. And uh, what did Jesus say in his Sermon on the Mount, Rodney, in Matthew 7, verses 7 through 11? It's so clear. I think... Even a small child could understand the teaching of Jesus. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who has asks, for everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, 
give good gifts, give, give good things to those who ask him. Now, Dr. Luke records something a little more because he tells us, Nicole, what the best of the good gifts. I don't know if that's good English, but the best gift. Uh, we could ask for many things, guidance regarding mm -hmm. a career, guidance regarding a relationship, guidance regarding a decision that we need to make. Mm -hmm. But what's the greatest gift we can ask for, Nicole? Luke 11, still the words of Jesus, verse 13. So the New International Version says, If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? J.B. Jean, you talked about asking for the Holy Spirit, right? Was there a time that you said, I need to claim this, believing mm -hmm. this power in the exalted mm -hmm. name of Jesus? Anybody have a testimony? When you said, God, I really need your guidance, Lilika? Uh when a child, I was not good at school at all. <laughs> when you started? When a child. Oh, I as a child. Yeah, okay. as a child. I was not good at school at all. I was good at math, <laughs> but uh, the rest of it. And, and this is back home in Guinea-Bissau, right? Exactly. In West Africa, you're going to school, but not doing well. Yes. Were you a Christian at that time? Yes, you were. I was a Christian. And one day I went to church on the Sabbath, and pastor was preaching about uh, James 1.5 about asking for wisdom. And I did go home and start praying that prayer. And my grades became excellent mm -hmm. after that. You were saying about uh, if we need guidance for this, guidance for that. It's the Holy Spirit that guides us. So the gift is really the Holy Spirit. Whatever we ask for is the Holy Spirit that leads us to it, that guides us to, to, to that, uh, whatever we're asking for. So the ultimate thing or what we're praying for is for the Holy Spirit. And now you are on a global interactive Bible study <laughs> speaking to us in a second language because you have a couple of other languages, right? A mother tongue and Portuguese and you're speaking to us in English. Would you say that that was a good prayer that she prayed as a little girl? Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. yes. And you quoted James 5, if anyone lacks wisdom, back to what uh, Rodney read, if anyone lack wisdom, let her ask, ask of God. Right. And we ask in Jesus' name, Amen. standing under his authority yes. and surrendered to his will. Yes, Jackson, do you have a testimony? Sure. It's not just about wisdom and understanding uh, that the Holy Spirit gives. It's not just a few mere facts. The Holy Spirit makes us understand in a way that talks to us personally. It can be the same facts that different people can have. But when I first read it, I might not have that understanding. But when I ask the Holy Spirit, I can definitely share testimony. When I was reading the Bible, uh, especially the Sermon on the Mount, the first time I read it, just without praying, I've had no revelation at all. Mm. But when I prayed and then read the Bible, the understanding is so personal. Mm. So Amen. I would say that the Holy Spirit, He tailors it to our personal needs. Mm. It reminds me of a quotation that never should the Bible be studied without prayer. Right. Uh, yeah. You're not going to gain the, what the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to you. Mm. Yeah. Well, the, the prayer not only talks about wisdom and revelation, it also talks about experiencing the mighty power of God. 
Let's take a look in Ephesians chapter 1. And uh, Glennie, if you could read that for us, Ephesians 1 and verse 20. The mighty power of God. Now I'll be reading from the New King James Version, and it says, Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. And in another place, writing to Christians in Corinth, mm. he speaks about that mighty power in 1 Corinthians 15. And Stephanie, if you could read for us verses 20 to 22. In fact, the raising of Christ from the dead as a demonstration of his mighty power is not just a wonderful revelation about Jesus. It's a wonderful revelation to us. Yes. Because that mighty power is available also for us. How does the Apostle Paul write to the Corinthians? 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty to 22. And the New King James Version says, But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. So what is the resurrection of Jesus, which is a demonstration of God's power? What does it have to do with us? Everything. <laughs> Makes us alive. Unpack that, everything. In what way? So while you're studying about Ephesians, we have already established that the center of Ephesians is about redemption. So through the, faith in Christ. Through faith right? in Christ, mm -hmm. yes. So the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus is the basis. So and we it, it we have we hear recurring references to Jesus being on the right hand of God in heavenly places. So meaning every time it says heavenly places, Jesus Christ is there, it's referring to his resurrection, mm -hmm. that he is right there uh, in heaven right now. Meaning he is died for us, is resurrected, and he wants us to be with him where he is. I want to look at what happened when he ascended in uh, Philippians 2. It's an amazing uh, revelation given to Paul. He's praying for the Ephesians and also for us, right, that we would receive wisdom and revelation. But let's look at a revelation that was given to him. And Nisha, could you read for us verses 9 through 11 of Philippians chapter 2? I'm reading from the New King James Version. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, mm. of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now hear those words ringing in your ears and go back, and I'm going to ask Jamie Jean if you read, to Ephesians chapter 1 and listen to what we hear in that location also about uh, the resurrection in Ephesians 1, 21 to 23. The New American Standard Bible says, um, sorry, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church. So 
Paul wants us to know not only that Christ is risen from the dead, but what? That he is exalted. Yes, Travis? He's received all authority. He's been exalted. Thank you, Lilika. I heard that word too. He is exalted to a position that is above every name. Mm -hmm. yep. Now, right. why is that important? Well, let me ask a question. We've talked about the fact that there is a battle between good and evil. Yes. So if the enemy comes upon you, the Bible talks about the enemy coming upon you like a flood. Mm -hmm. yep. Rodney, when you say, I'm going to call upon the name of Jesus, mm. I'm going to stand upon the name of Jesus, yes. in the light of what Paul has just told the Ephesian believers, why is that such a safe and powerful place to stand? To me, Derek, it is a depiction of what is to come for all of us. I just love the way how Jesus does things. He, <laughs> he tells us, he shows us, and he tells us again. In other words, the Bible tells us that Jesus was supposed to come to die for all of us, and he will be resurrected. And so said, so done. Jesus came. He lived the life, he died on our behalf, he was resurrected, and now he's seated on the heavens of heavens. And so it is, if we place our trust in Jesus, then we will have the same opportunity to be resurrected and also clearly to live with him forever. So that's why it's important to us. It is, it is a depiction, it's like looking in the mirror to see what is going to happen in your future. Mm. So we have the assurance of resurrection. Stephanie, what other assurance do we have if Jesus has the name above every name and all authority is given to him? Well, I'm thinking about we all have been in times past dead in our sins, mm -hmm. and he wants to resurrect us and to <laughs> live with him. So a person that has a... Uh, a besetting sin. You know that old English word besetting? Like a sin that happens so easily and so frequently, right? Mm -hmm. Is Jesus, the risen and exalted Christ, able to deliver us? Yes. yes. You know, if he isn't, what are we mm -hmm. doing? That's right. But if his name is above every name. Now, we're not talking mm -hmm. about trying to be saved by overcoming every sin, right? No, we're talking about taking our stand under the authority of Jesus. That's Nicole? Right. It's about taking the power that he gives us through calling his name to overcome anything right. the devil may put in our mm. path. So. so we've talked about overcoming death. In other words, he rose as a guarantee of our mm -hmm. resurrection. We've talked about overcoming uh, that uh, slavery to sin. Right. What about in the great cosmic battle? Why, why is the exalted name of Jesus so important mm. there? Yes. In the previous go. study, we spoke about in the heavenly places uh, and that uh, we, we see that the power of uh, evil, they are contexting um, Jesus as, uh, you know, as God, that he shouldn't have uh, the power, the authority that he has in heaven. And uh, somewhere in the Old Testament before, we read that... Uh, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The mm -hmm. righteous run to it and is saved. And all, all those who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Mm -hmm. And that name is the, is the name of Jesus mm. that is exalted above all. Now Satan cannot um, anymore try to play down on Jesus because he is the one exal exalted above mm. every other. So let's say someone's watching Hope Sabbath School today and they're being harassed by demons, mm. by evil spirits. Uh, 
is that something that could happen according to our understanding mm-hmm. of Scripture? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, the Bible says that seems like a roaring lion, right? Mm-hmm. So, Nisha, what would you say to someone? They say, my life feels like a hell on earth. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm coming under all kinds of attack. Uh, what, what can we learn from, from our study of Ephesians? Um, and I think there are a couple of things, Pastor Eric. Um, one, the Bible makes it very clear in Ephesians 6, um, verses 10 through 18, that we are not wrestling against flesh and blood, that we are wrestling against powers and principalities. Mm-hmm. And so there are absolutely powers who are out against us. But the Bible also tells us in James 4, 7 to 8, that if you resist the devil, the f- devil will flee. And so there are a couple of things, and especially back in, the, in Ephesians 6, one of the things it says, it says, and I think Nicole also mentioned this, you put on the armor of God, and then God doesn't ask you to fight. He asks you to stand. And God does the fighting for you. Yes. Mm. Well, there is one offensive weapon. It's called the sword of the Spirit, which <laughs> yeah. is the rhema or the Word of God. The, mm-hmm. That Word which we've hidden in our hearts right. that the Holy Spirit will bring to our remembrance. This is a spiritual battle, but we're not fighting with the weapons of this world, right? Mm-hmm. So what would you say then to the person who's feeling attacked by evil forces? Put on the armor of God. Put on the armor of God. Well, remember, it, we also read in Ephesians about people who tried to cast out demons, but they had no relationship That's with right. God. So what would you tell them before they put on the armor of God? Travis? Well, Derek, as I'm going through this study, I think I'm learning that we should pray in the name of Jesus according to His will under His authority. Right. And those princes, mm-hmm. th- those powers... Uh, demonic powers are subject to the authority That's of right. Jesus. Mm. That's right. I remember one time uh, somebody called me and they said, I think uh, my uh, roommate is possessed. Mm. And uh, we began to pray and then the roommate came over and the, the person on the phone said, I think he wants to talk to you. And the roommate said, where shall I go? Well, I thought it was the roommate. <laughs> And the person with him said, I don't think that's him talking. <laughs> and I was ignorant enough to think I'm supposed to tell him where to go. Well, we don't have authority. <laughs> Jesus has authority. Finally, I figured that out. And I said, you will go to the place that Jesus consigns you to go. Yeah. And immediately he fell like a dead man to the floor. Wow. Yes. His roommate said, I think he's dead. <laughs> But then a holy boldness came over the two of us Mm. and we said, in the name of Jesus, stand up. Mm -hmm. And he stood up. Now, what lesson did we learn there? I'll never forget that. That was probably Mm -hmm. 30 years ago. I'll never forget that experience. Mm -hmm. What lesson did we learn that day? 500 miles apart, by the way. What did we learn? The power in the name of Jesus. We do not have the authority Mm -mm. when we're fighting principalities and powers. We do not have the authority. Maybe Satan could fool us into thinking we have the authority just to bring us into greater bondage. Mm -hmm. But we do not have Mm -hmm. the authority. But when we stand under the authority of Jesus, the exalted Jesus, right? right? Every authority is given to him. And we come into, what was that word again? alignment Mm -hmm. with His will. Do we know it's His will to free that young man? Oh, yes. 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 This young man's walking around the room saying, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. But it wasn't him speaking. I'm not leaving. Now, I finally, I figured out who was saying, I'm not leaving. Because Mm -hmm. 
principalities and powers yep. cannot stand Amen. in the presence of the risen and exalted right. Jesus. Amen. Yep. Amen. So we call out to Jesus. Yes. <laughs> And deliverance comes. I want to give you an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, Glennie, you want to respond to that, or maybe you want to give a testimony. But we'd love to hear from you a time when God impressed you. Call on the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Glennie? Now, it, what was just mentioned um, right now reminded me of something that happened a few days ago. I was just battling with a friend on many of the negative thoughts she's having. And I was like, you know what, let's just pray. And then towards the end of our study of, of sifting through the thoughts, we came to Psalms 139, and she was mm. reading through the chapter, and she was like, whoa, 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 it makes so much sense. So that was just nice to see how, as we had mentioned before, when we pray in the name of Jesus and when we open Scripture, things make so much difference. And Nisha had just mentioned, was it James 4, verse 7 to 8? Uh, we see two key words here, the importance of submitting to God and resisting the devil, but often we do the opposite of what is prescribed. We submit to the dark thoughts and we resist the promises of God. And that's our natural tendency. Wow. So we need to retrain ourselves and and God helps us. Like, teach me how to submit to you and resist the devil instead. Thank you, Glenn, for pointing that out. And in that same uh, context, after saying submit to God, it says draw near to God. That's right. Yes. So I would say to the friend, run to Jesus, yes. mm-hmm. cry out to Jesus, Amen. and run into his presence because forces of darkness cannot stand in the presence of the That's exalted right. Jesus. Yes. Rodney, I see your hand raised. I so love the way that you crafted um, the point, uh, Derek, that we don't have the authority, and we don't. And what that does for us, it keeps us humble and focused. <laughs> a few years ago, um, we, um, a few elders and myself, two of my, my fellow elders and ourselves, went on a mission trip to, to Belize. And the pastor of the, the district um, invited us to do a, a, a week of evangelistic series. There was one particular night, I do remember very vividly, just like you, Derek, uh, where they, I, I made the call. And there was a young lady who joined others who made uh, that, that came up um, um, among the altar call. And one of the things that somehow the Spirit led me to say was, for those who actually came responding to the call of Jesus, rest assured that you will be a target. You'll be a target by the evil one. Right. So the meetings were over and we were on our way. The pastor was leading us to another visit um, on foot. And then he got a call on his cell phone. And he had to literally put the, the cell phone away from his ear because there was lots of commotion on the line that called the pastor. And they said, Pastor, we need for you to come right, right now, immediately. Our daughter, um, she just, she came off the bus after leaving the meetings and her eyes were like really just shut. Literally, she can't see. So we went straight um, to that location. And when we went there, it was lots of commotion in the room. The long and short is that the, the young lady, she was 11 years old, the same young lady who came up for the altar call. Her eyes were literally sealed. She could not see. And back to the point we have been making about calling on the name of Jesus, we prayed. Yes. The pastor prayed and told everyone, don't worry, Jesus will come through for us. And he prayed and we all prayed and we knelt around that young lady. Amen. And, 
and immediately we saw our eyes just just pop open and we gave thanks so Amen. we don't have the authority we just need to put our trust and faith in jesus mm. he has mm. authority. Amen. and that brings us to the last section of our study and that is calling us to be part of his church he is the head mm. yes look in ephesians chapter 1 verses 22 and 23 jason if you could read that for us and then i want to ask the question why is it important to remember that Jesus is the head of His church. The New King James Version says in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 22 and 23, And He put all things under His feet, and gave Him to be the head over all things to the church, which is His body, the fullness of Him, who fills all in all. So using the image of the body, the church is a body, Jesus is the head. Mm-hmm. Why is it important for us to remember that Jesus is the head of his church? Mm-hmm. Jamie Jean, what do you think? Why is it, why sometimes we get mixed up, we think we're the head or someone else, we get discouraged, right? Because somebody else is the head and we don't think things are going well. Why is it important to remember that Jesus is the head of his church? Well, in the head is the mind, is the will, and our God, our Jesus, is omnipresent. He's omniscient. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. So when we don't understand what's going on, He is in control. Mm. When, when we're scared or frightened, He knows the end from the beginning. He's the head. He's the one directing His church. He's the one directing us. And we all serve a purpose within His will. So here he is. He's got the name that is above all names. He's exalted, right? All authority. You're saying there's some security that comes knowing that he's the head of the church. Somebody else. Sandili. I wanted to say that since the head is the one that is doing all the thinking, so Jesus (laughs) is leading his church into his own agendas, not Mm. our own agendas Mm. that Mm. we think of. So if Mm. I will pray back to the alignment, Lord, you're the head of your church. Mm. Show us what you want us to do. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things he's shown us with Hope Sabbath School is that we always need to be focusing on the immeasurable, unfailing love of God. Yes. And it's in this letter too, isn't it? Mm. Yes. God's grand Christ-centered plan, right, Jason, that we studied about, that Christ reveals to us the immeasurable, unfailing love of God. But he's the head. Mm. Nicole, did you want to add to that? I mean, it just, I think it's, it's comforting to know that someone of Jesus is running things and not one of us or someone else. And so it's comforting for me to know that someone who would die for me is willing to also lead me to him. Yeah. And the one who is above every name, right? Yes. So we're the body of the church. He's the head. How do we find our place? You know, the, the Bible speaks about some of the arm and some of the leg and maybe some of the hand. And how do we find our place in the church with Christ as the head? Because in the book of Ephesians or the letter, there's a lot of counsel about uh, serving God, right? Mm-hmm. How do we find our place, Jason? Well, we all have different gifts or talents, and that's what it talks about in several places in Scripture there that Paul writes. And so one of the ways we can find out is see what talents has God given us? What do other people say? Maybe other people have advice and say, hey, we see that you're good at this. Or sometimes maybe we just have to try out different things and see uh, how God blesses. So there are lots of different gifts, right? What are some of the gifts that the Spirit gives? Speaking. Gift of teaching, gift of 
prophecy, prophecy, gift service. of healing, service. healing, Hospital. gift of service. There's lo there's yeah. lots of lists, aren't they? Yes. And and by the way, they're not complete. There's there's other gifts too, right? Maybe mm -hmm. the gift of generosity, oh, yeah. yep. right? Mm -hmm. But I like what you said, Jason. First of all, God may impress a godly friend to say, "I really noticed that you have the gift of teaching," mm. or "I noticed that you have the gift of service or of healing." Yeah. And also, as we serve, we discover. Yes. God shows us, but we all have a place. But whatever we do, and this I want to speak to you as we close, whatever we do, remember who's in charge. Amen. Who is the head of the church? It's Jesus. Yes. The one who has a name above every name. At his name, every knee will bow, and every tongue confess that he is Lord. What an encouragement to know that he's the one that will direct us. But as was pointed out in our study, let's keep the channel of communication open. Amen. Let's pray without ceasing. And when we pray for others, let's be unashamed to pray in the name of Jesus, yes. that the Father may be glorified in the Son. That's my prayer for you today as we continue our journey exploring Ephesians. Let's pray together. A Father in heaven, Thank you for this glimpse, the power of the exalted Jesus. And, and thank you that he comes alongside of us as our all-sufficient Savior, our strong deliverer, yes, and the head of his church. May we always bring our will into alignment with the will of Jesus and walk worthy of his calling. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us for Hope Sabbath School. You say, Derek, it is a high and holy calling. You're right that we may declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Go out, my friend, with that news and be a blessing to those around you. Amen.